everyone has a religious itch they want to scratch, but very, very few people want the God of the Bible. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're visiting with evangelist, popular conference speaker, and founder of Justin Peters Ministries, Justin Peters. We caught up with him at the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, where he was speaking. Now, we were there representing First Love Radio and conducting interviews for our podcast. One of the privileges that has been mine as an evangelist is that God has given me opportunities to preach all around the world in in 27 or 28 different countries. And it doesn't matter where in the world I am, uh, what culture I'm in, what language is spoken even. But when I'm with like-minded believers, there's just this instant bond, kindred spirit, fellowship that we have with each other because we're family. And we're, we've been adopted into the family of God through the merits of Christ. And all these other superficial differences don't matter. Like here at G3, you've got so many of, of these precious believers, and we're all in one place and get to have fellowship and visit with one another. So um, I love it. And, and it's, you know, the family of God. We This is our family. And uh, so I love it. You mentioned that uh, you travel a lot. The uh, Lord gives you opportunity to uh, be able to present various talks, but you're able to also get a climate of our country and the world. What would you say that the uh, climate of our uh, of our world is today as far as seeking for faith and uh, being interested in the things of God? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so the, the climate, I guess, of the world uh, in the United States and the world more broadly is... is it's bad. Uh, now, there's no lack of religiosity. I mean, everybody is religious. Everybody is. Even atheists are religious because atheism is their god. But what we're what we're seeing, and, and there's no such thing as an atheist, theologically speaking. But but whatever. There's there's no lack of a desire to worship something. Everyone has a religious itch they want to scratch. But very, very few people want the God of the Bible. They want a God after their own making. They may even want a Jesus after their own making, a a Jesus that meets what they want, uh, a Jesus that they make after their own image. But they don't want the Jesus of the Bible. They don't want that Jesus. So, um, you know, exactly how far down the eschatological calendar we are, I don't know. Uh, But the Bible does not paint a pretty picture of the spiritual climate as things go forward. They're not going to get better. They're going to get worse. So, you know, I guess it's pretty obvious I'm not post-millennial, but they're uh, going to get worse. Uh, And and we're seeing that. We're we're seeing uh, what Paul said to Timothy. The time will come when people will no longer endure sound doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers who tickle the ears. And we're seeing that on a massive scale. And... uh, many winds of doctrine blowing about in our in our circles um, the latest one of course is the social justice movement that that has unfortunately blown about many people even without within our uh, theological camp so um, it, it's it's not good that there's there is a falling away now 
again, how far down that calendar we are, I don't know. But you see people falling away. You see people apostatizing. You see a rampant uh, compromise and moral failings and all of that within the within the professing church. So uh, it can be discouraging, quite honestly, as you look at the broad visible spectrum, the visible spectrum of Christianity. It can be discouraging, but the upside to that is that the further down we go and the more falling away we see, I think those lines between false professors of Christ and truly regenerate people who are truly sold out to Christ and bend their need to his lordship, those those lines are getting more bright. They're they're or brighter. They're they're it's it's getting easier and easier to see who the real believers are. And it's those who are not succumbing to every wind of doctrine that comes about. It's those who are not succumbing to worldly philosophies like whether it's prosperity gospel, whether it's social justice, uh, they're they're standing true, they're standing firm on God's word and the sufficiency of God's word. So so that's the upside, I guess. It's 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 getting easier to tell who the real who the real deals are, as opposed to the false professors. Yes, you know, as we talk about getting the opportunity to travel all around the world, did you foresee that as a child? Did the Lord put that on your heart? Did you think you would be traveling all around the world to speak, or has this been a surprise to you? Oh uh, yeah, complete surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I, I never even had a, a, a passing thought in my mind as a as a child or even a teenager that I would be doing what I'm doing now, that God would put me on the path that I'm on now. So, yeah, com- complete surprise, yeah. It's an adventure, right? <laughs> Following the Lord is an adventure. Yes, following the Lord is an adventure. As Jesus says in Matthew 4, verse 19, Follow me, and I will make you. And we'll return to our talk with Justin Peters in just a moment, so stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. Now, let's return to our talk with evangelist Justin Peters as we learn more about him and his ministry. Well, one statement that I've read in your biography has been that you said, I was saved as a preacher. Now, that may surprise some people, but we've talked to other preachers who said the same thing. But many people, as you say, um, there are professing Christians that may be of other doctrines. But so what was the difference for you? You were a preacher. You expected that you were representing the Lord. But then you said you got saved at that point. So could you explain the difference that you experienced? Yeah, sure. And, and it would it would take a it's a long answer. Uh, my full <laughs> testimony is written out on my website that people can please feel free to read. Look that up on my website. But the the short version is that 
Um, as, as a preacher, I was unconverted. Now, I didn't know I was unconverted. Uh, but I, I never had any lasting assurance of my own salvation. I was constantly struggling with doubts about my own conversion. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what was wrong. And it wasn't that I was out there teaching falsehood. Uh, it, it's not even that I was up there and I didn't believe, at least on an intellectual level, what I was saying. I just, the best way I know how to describe it is I had pockets of truth, but I couldn't really connect the dots. And one of the major things is I didn't understand what real repentance was. My view of repentance, especially coming from a, like a Southern Baptist, more Arminian, theologically speaking, background, is that repentance was something I had to do. I had to repent. I had to, I just, I thought it was willing myself to turn from sin in general. I, I had to pull myself up by my bootstraps and just will it out of my own will. Let me just jump in here and say that some of our listeners may not be believers. Maybe some haven't been to church. Could you just give a real quick synopsis of what repentance means, basically? Yeah. So we've, we've heard, most of us have heard that the Greek word for repentance is metanoia, which means to change your mind. And that is what the word itself means. But you've got to look at the biblical context in which it's used to, to get the fully orbed understanding of repentance. So that initial repentance unto salvation, first and foremost, is a gift of God. It's not something we can do on our own. God grants repentance. You can see this in Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 11, 2 Timothy chapter 2. God grants repentance. It is a gift from God. And when God grants that repentance, it is a change in mind. But not only are our, are our minds changed, but everything about us is changed. Our desires are changed. Our affections are changed. We begin to love what God loves and hate what God hates. And one of the telltale things I, I encourage people to look for in, in their lives, if you're not sure if you've truly repented, uh, read 2 Corinthians chapter 7. The Apostle Paul talks about two different kinds of sorrow over sin, a worldly sorrow and a godly sorrow. A worldly sorrow, Paul says, leads to death. A godly sorrow leads to repentance unto salvation. A worldly sorrow is nothing more than a guilty conscience. A worldly sorrow simply says, what would happen to me if my sin were exposed? What would be the consequences to me? And so we try to cover up our sin, not because we grieve over it, but because we don't want the consequences of it. But if we could get away with it, you know, if, if nobody would know what we're doing on the side, if nobody would know what we're looking at on the computer, if we could get away with it, we would go right back to it because that's what we love. That is a worldly sorrow, and a worldly sorrow leads to death. But the other kind of sorrow, a godly sorrow, leads to repentance unto salvation. A godly sorrow is when we grieve over our sin because we understand that our sin grieves God, and we do not want to grieve Him. A godly sorrow is a kind of sorrow that, that uh, David had in Psalm chapter 51. He cried out, against you and you alone, O Lord, have I sinned. Uh, he, he grieved over his sin because he understood that his sin grieves God. And as Christians, it's not that we cannot sin. We can and we do sin. I mean, Christians do sin. But as Christians, 
we stumble into sin, we don't swim in it. We don't relish it. We don't enjoy it. We don't look for opportunities to sin. As Christians, when we sin, it grieves us. And so, and that's one of the telltale signs of, of true repentance. Uh, real repentance bears real fruit. John the Baptist said, therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, Matthew chapter 3. Um, so real repentance, when God grants it, our minds are changed, our desires are changed, our affections are changed, and that will bear real tangible fruit in our lives that should be evident to other people around us. So uh, look for that. Do you grieve over your sin? As, as much as you want a Savior from hell, you should want a Savior from sin. Oh yes, as we're told in John 1 verse 29, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Thank you, Lord. And we'll be continuing our talk with Justin Peters on our next program, so be sure to join us then and invite others to tune in. Also, if you'd like to find out more about Justin Peters and his ministry, just go to his website at justinpeters.org. Again, that's all one word, justinpeters.org, O-R-G. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear this current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. And as we mentioned, all of our contact information is there as well. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our program on Pandora. Finally, you can connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you. And we'd love to hear what you think about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening. And remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.